Welcome to Activity Quest, the podcast that is packed with things to do. I'm Bex, and in this week's show, it's up, up and away for Adam as he finds out about model aircraft. We're off to Disneyland in California to find out about a very special fireworks display, and we've got some stuff that you can do across the country. Now, episodes of Activity Quest always start with a fun kids presenter getting out and about and discovering what's happening near you. In recent weeks, we've visited museums in London and Bristol, we've done letterpress printing and more. And this week, we're taken to the skies. Duncan makes and builds model aircraft, which are basically smaller versions of the planes that you see up in the sky, and they actually fly too. We're going to find out exactly what got Duncan excited in this hobby when he was your age, and how you can get involved. And it all starts here in... Duncan, this is a bedroom. Describe what you've got in front of us. Uh, well, I've got a uh, I've got a spare bedroom, and basically I use it as my my model aeroplane hangar. Uh, it's just a storage uh, area, really. Um, they're all over the floor. I'm looking at them now. Some are big, some are small, some are expensive, and some are quite cheap. So describe to us some of the differences. I see one over here that looks like it's... I mean, if I laid down, that's probably bigger than me. And then just behind it, you've got a very small-looking one. Yeah, that, that, that one at the back there that you're looking at, that's uh, got a wingspan of uh, just over three metres. Uh, and that's got a, a 100cc petrol twin-cylinder engine in it. Um, and that's a, a scale model, so that's a, a, a replica, if you like, of uh, uh, it's called a Piper Pawnee. It's a it's a an American style crop duster. I have got a model glider that runs on electric. Just has a, a folding propeller at the front, uh, and that's that's quite enormous actually. That's got a five meter wingspan. And what on earth got you interested in in this hobby? It's something that I started out with my dad, uh, probably when I was about ten or eleven. Uh, and we started out with a free flight plane, which basically you've got no control over. You just start the motor, um, you give it a chuck and off it goes uh, and it sort of spirals up into the air. Then when the engine runs out of fuel, it glides back down again. Only we uh, we put too much fuel in it one day and it spiralled up and disappeared over the ridge of a hill and we never, ever saw it again. Uh, and at that point, we decided we were going to go remote control. Um, and that, that's, that's a link you have with the aeroplane, which enables you to control uh, where the plane goes, the, the power output of the motor, um, and over the years, so so when I first started, it was the early 1970s, and obviously with the advance of technology, what you can do now is just is just remarkable. And I think the thing that amazes me is not that you don't just walk into a shop and buy these off the shelves. You're not walking into, I don't know, Smith's Toys and picking up an aircraft. You're actually making these yourself from a kit. So you're assembling them and putting all of the bits together. Yes. Well, yes and no. Um, 
A lot of the planes uh, come quite heavily prefabricated now. They come in from places like Thailand and uh, and China. So you you uh, you order a plane and it arrives in an enormous box. Um, and and basically all you have to do is put the uh, the radio gear. Uh, and the servos, the servos are the things that move the control surfaces which move the aeroplane in flight. Um, and your choice of motor uh, and speed controller. The speed controller is linked to the motor which obviously controls the speed of the motor. Um, and, and away you go. So, so you, could, you could buy a plane and have it airborne within a day if you wanted to. Um, or you can go out and buy a traditional kit so you'll need your glue. Um, and again, over the years, even glue technology has advanced. But basically, you go out and buy a bunch of balsa wood. Um, you can buy a plan, and you you just build the plane over the top of the plan, uh, and then you cover it in a, a, what is a heat shrink, either fabric or a film, uh, which which fills up all the gaps in the wings and the uh, the body of the plane. Um, and, and if you're flying a glider, you take it up to the top of the hill, cross your fingers, throw it off, and, and away you go. And I think it's worth pointing out that you probably can't fly that big one in your back garden. You might need to go to somewhere special. You have a membership of an airfield. Yeah, there's lots of clubs uh, up and down the country. The easiest way to find your your local club is to go to the uh, BMFA website. That's the British Model Flying Association. Uh, And on there, you'll find details from all the clubs uh, up and down the country. And they have an achievement scheme. So if you want to learn to fly, I suggest you go to the BMFA website, find your local club. uh, And there are you'll find someone that's willing to teach you. Uh, at my local club that I belong to, we have um, a couple of uh, instructors that, that will teach you to fly on what they call a buddy box system. So we have two handheld transmitters and they're linked via a cable so that you fly uh, and if you get into trouble, then your instructor can immediately take control using a little switch on his transmitter and he'll take control from you recover the model into a a nice flying uh, sort of position and then he'll hand back control to you Um, and that and that's and that's how you learn without without causing too much too much damage usually find clubs are in quite isolated sort of uh, locations you know a farmer's field um, that's been well sort of looked after and tended to with a, a a uh, friendly bunch of uh, members with a lawnmower, and yeah, it's it's uh, it's an enjoyable hobby. It's something that I've been doing for a, a long, long time now, and uh, yeah, I thoroughly enjoy it. Remember, whatever you get up to, whether it's visiting a museum or something else entirely, we want to know. You can leave us a five-star review wherever it is you're listening to this or get in touch at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. 
And here's what else is happening across the UK. The National Motor Museum is in Bewley. Set in the heart of the new forest, you'll get to see classic cars and modern cars close up. And there's even a monorail that you can ride around the grounds too. And for those Hollywood fanatics, there's a whole section dedicated to on-screen cars, including a World of Top Gear section. Bewley.co.uk to find out more. You can also just Google National Motor Museum. How do you fancy taking a bath in the original baths, the Roman baths, in Bath? Okay, you can't actually go in them, but you can look around, and there's lots to learn. Like, why do we have bathhouses to begin with, and why were the Romans so obsessed with hygiene? The Roman baths at Bath date back to 50 AD, and although they're not used, you can get an authentic bath-like experience in Bath, just around the corner, from the same water source. Romanbaths.co.uk is the place to find out more about that. And if you love the Fun Kids Bookworms podcast, you're going to really love the Cheltenham Literature. Literature Festival. It's on right now until the 17th of October. There are workshops on Winnie the Witch, you can meet the Gruffalo team, and the guys from the Week Junior are there too. They're hosting workshops all about the art of debating, something that you might be very, very good at if you listen to the Week Junior Show podcast, which is out every Friday. The grounds of the Cheltenham Literature Festival are free to enter, and ticketing is done on a per-event basis. The full schedule and the place to grab your tickets is Cheltenham Festivals. And the latest issue of BBC Match the Day magazine is hyped for FIFA 22. The epic footy sim series is back and the UK's best-selling footy mag has everything you need to know before you get stuck into the ace new game. As well as all that gaming action, they're debuting their sick new women in football section and you can hear from Man United's Bruno Fernandes, plus so much more. So become a part of the BBC Match of the Day magazine squad and grab this super swazzy issue. It's out right now. Remember to check before you travel and book in advance where you can. And whatever you do, tell them Activity Quest sent you. Now, for the past few weeks, George has been gallivanting around the country to visit some roller coasters. Len Tester is a theme park ride expert, and today he's telling us about something a little bit different. We're off to Disneyland in California. Len Tester's ultimate theme park rides. listening to fun kids and i'm once again joined by theme park expert len tester now len is applying both his vast knowledge of theme parks and real science real data from millions of people who've been visiting theme parks to come up with len tester's ultimate guide to theme parks now we've got a leaderboard with uh, already several attractions on there and we'll be finding out whether today's attraction can top the leaderboard or at least come close so um len welcome hope you're doing well and um what attraction are we going to be talking about today george today i'm going to be a, a little bit different and it's not a ride or a show it's fireworks at Disneyland uh, in California and at the Magic Kingdom in Orlando. So this is so interesting because when people think of Disneyland, they obviously think of the incredible rides that there are and Mickey Mouse and all of that. But I think you, know, you look at any advert for Disneyland, you, you, you think to when you've been to Disneyland, if you've been lucky enough to go, and, and fireworks is a memory that everybody remembers. So let's start at the top what is it that disneyland do so well with with with, with this kind of firework display and, it, and it's not just fireworks is it it's it's like a it's like a show in itself right 
Right. So if you haven't been to a Disney theme park in, in a while, the thing to know about fireworks is that it's no longer just pyrotechnics in the sky. They've added digital video projection technology that shows movie clips on the castle in each park and then around you this is the new innovation it's happening in 2021 uh and, and buildings around you as you stand and watch the fireworks imagine the uh cinderella castle in the magic kingdom where you're seeing not only um, characters come alive from different films so whether it's frozen or brave or hunchback of notre dame but every part of the castle is showing a slightly different scene. And the way that the digital projection technology works is, it looks like parts of the castle are moving. Even though we, we all know that this thing's 100 feet tall and it weighs you know 50,000 tons, it's not going anywhere. But the projection technology make it look like it's alive. And that combination of you know things that go boom in the sky and pictures around you is really compelling. And it's something that makes Disney's theme parks fireworks different from everyone else's. Um, so the, the other interesting thing about this, George, is that when we look at how our readers rate theme park rides, the interesting thing is that um, preschoolers, grade schoolers, and teens all rate the evening fireworks at Disney theme parks higher than almost every other ride in any park. So this is real people visiting the parks and their feedback is, this is the best thing about the whole day, right? And the thing that makes you know, Disney fireworks interesting is that every night they do a show with something around uh, you know, 750,000 pounds worth of fireworks in a, in a night. So most- Just a huge amount, a huge amount. It's a, it's a ton of money to spend on fireworks. Disney does, Disney does fireworks really, really well. I think they do fireworks arguably better than anybody does. And, and I think one- I, I would say so. One big thing then as well, it's worth noting, the music. You can hear some of Disney's biggest songs with the fireworks, right. with the projection, and with seeing your favorite characters and on, on the castle and buildings around you. But the music's so, so key to the, to this show, right? And what, they, what they've done with all of the new shows is they're blending in the most popular new Disney songs. So you will hear Let It Go, definitely. But you'll also hear songs from Milan and, um, you know, from Brave and from that with uh, not only classic Disney songs, but they generally do a new soundtrack that's sort of like the the theme that weaves between everything else. That sounds amazing. So look, let, let's get down to the serious part. Um, mm -hmm. we, we need we need a score for this. Mm -hmm. You need a, a, a score out of ten for fun, and then another a score out of ten for innovation. What are we what are we going to go for then? Saying seven out of ten for fun uh, because I think it's a, a fantastic experience, and eight out of ten for innovation, largely because. Trust me, you, if you haven't seen this show, you haven't seen anything like it anywhere. It's coming in with 15 out of 20, which is in the middle of the leaderboard. It's just below Big Thunder Mountain, Disneyland Paris, and the Velocicoaster, which is currently top of the leaderboard with 18 out of 20. It's going to be tough to beat, but we'll be finding out if anything can beat it in the next edition of Len Tester's Ultimate Guide to Theme Parks. Until then, Len, thank you very much. Thanks, Len, and thanks to George, too. I am now desperate to go to Disneyland in California. Uh, 
last week, we asked you for your messages and your questions about climate change. So thank you so much to everybody who got in touch. We've been asking for them because in a few weeks' time, world leaders will all be flying here to the UK, to Glasgow, to participate in something called COP26. It's the United Nations Climate Change Conference, and we want you to get involved. Fun Kids is going to be hosting a load of workshops and assemblies. We've got worksheets and lots of people are coming to speak to us about how we can make the world a better place. But we still need your questions. So head over to funkidslive.com to ask your question on climate change. Again, funkidslive.com to ask your climate change question. And just like that, we're done. We've given you stuff to do and now it's your turn to go and do it. Remember, there are loads of episodes of Activity Quest that you can go back and listen to anytime you like, really. If you're after some more suggestions, just scroll back in your podcast and find an episode you fancy. Whatever you do and however you do it, tell us at funkidslive.com slash activityquest. And remember to rate, review and follow this podcast wherever it is you're listening to it. I'm Bex and this has been a podcast from the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. Listen to me on your DAB digital radio, online, on the free Fun Kids mobile app and on your smart speaker. Just say play Fun Kids every weekday from 4pm. See you then. The Space Programme is a Baffle Gab production for the UK's children's radio station, Fun Kids. You can listen to Fun Kids all day on your DAB digital radio, on your smart speaker by saying play Fun Kids, and on the free Fun Kids mobile app. You can also listen online and play loads of games, quizzes, as well as find out the latest news at funkidslive.com. Um, it's got some amazingly pink and white flowers. The leaves look quite kind of, like, um, kind of furry, you know what I mean? It's a warm spring day in late March, and ever since the leaves have started to come out, Roby Joe has been wondering why some trees lose their leaves and some don't, and also, like, how the trees know when it's time to shed their leaves. To find out, join us on The Conversation's Curious Kids, wherever you get your podcasts.